Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Missions trip, I encourage you, amen, go on that missions trip. Uh, recently, we just, uh, our church in Portsmouth, we just went on our first one as a church to uh, Guyana, South America, and a uh, wonderful time there, and so uh, this is my, I was my first mission trip, it was my first uh, time going overseas myself, and, and uh, it changed everything about me, and I encourage you, uh, if you're able to go, I believe you guys are going like on a world tour, uh, <laughs> uh, from what I heard, <laughs> and uh, and so, uh, and if you're able to go, um, even if you can catch, catch the last leg, I don't know, just catch something. Uh, but if you're able to go, I encourage you go. It will change everything about you. I'm telling you, uh, it will change everything. Amen. It'll make you look at God totally different. Uh, when I came back, I I realized that I didn't worship. I realized, like, man, I'm no, no, no. I complain too much. Just a quick story, and then we're going to get started. But we were, uh, me and the other guy, we were in, uh, me and Jamar, we were in the hotel. And uh, and so, you know, it's it, it wasn't hot because we went in April. So it wasn't extremely hot, but it was humid. It was enough to make you sweat. And so you want to take a shower. And so we're like, all right, we're going to take a shower. And so uh, the way that the hotel was, it was like a dorm room. And so, you know, there was one shower and one kitchen. And, you know, we're like, oh, OK, because, you know, in a hotel, you have your own shower. And I'm like, where's the shower? He's like right there. I'm like, we got to share with everybody here. So, but I turn on the water and I see that it says hot. So I turn it on. And I wait. I'm like, okay, it must get, it must, I heard me get warmed up. And I come back and I say, okay, maybe it just takes a while because we're in another country. And then come back. I'm like, okay, there's no hot water. <laughs> Who do I call? I can't even call. I don't. And so for a whole week, just cold showers. Cold showers. Just thank God it was hot though, so it wasn't too bad. But it was just things like that where I'm like, "Where's the hot water? Where? Oh, come on!" But over there, it's like, if you get it, praise God. <laughs> if not, it is what it is. And so it just taught me a lot, uh, just to, you know, how honestly, church, how ungrateful we can be. Um, and and when we went to the building there, I mean, they had just built the building. You had to have walk on planks to to get to it and different things. And and they're still worshiping God. I mean, it was packed house every night of revival. Half the church came in on bus. And still faithful. And here I am complaining if it rains. Come on, somebody. You understand? And so I'm telling you, if you can get to an overseas trip, I encourage you to go. Uh, it'll change everything. Amen. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10 this evening. We're going to look at one verse. My goal tonight is to encourage you. 
and my church, every time I tell my church that, they laugh at me. Uh, because I, when I tell them that, they're like, well, Pastor, that wasn't very encouraging. <laughs> and so that's my goal. My goal is to encourage tonight. And I want to illustrate uh, my, uh, the message tonight with a video uh, that I want to show you very quickly. Can we get the lights, man, just to make sure everybody can see? Is that possible? Oh, thank you. Um, and so I want to I show you this, and then we're going to get into it. Amen? And so let's, whenever you're ready. Now just pay attention. Just pay attention. Okay, uh, picking it up here in Wilmington, North Carolina, right at the intercoastal. And this is during Hurricane Florence. Florence. This is about as nasty as it's been. I want you to pay attention to the people in the back and the guy in the front. It was a dark, hit, raucous uh, night at the hotel. And this wind gusting again over 60 miles an hour. Okay. Can we rewind it? Just right when they come in, or rewind it about ten seconds or so. This is what we're seeing a lot of shingles coming off. About ten seconds, yeah. About right, yeah, right there. Okay, you see that? I'm gonna show it again. Okay, thank you. You can stop it right there. Oh, just keep going. We just keep watching. <laughs> yeah, you can stop it right there. Thank you. I want to use that as an illustration because in that video, you see one guy who's being tossed around. And in the background, you see two other guys who are walking as if nothing is happening. And as I watched this and, and, and came across this, I began to realize that, you know what, to, that believers can have dominion in the midst of storm. That in the midst of storm, amen, we don't have to be tossed to and fro. That in the midst of hurts, in the midst of issues, in the midst of struggle, that yeah, it may hurt, yeah, you may feel the pressure of it, but it doesn't mean you have to relinquish dominion. Can you say amen? It doesn't mean, amen, that you won't have victory just because you're having a storm. But in actuality, in the midst of a storm, we can have peace and stability. And so I want to preach to you a message I've entitled Storm Walkers. Out of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 25, Bible says simply this, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked are no more. The wicked is no more, but the righteous have an everlasting foundation. Again, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked are no more. But the righteous have an everlasting foundation. Storm walkers tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you tonight. I give you all the praise and glory. God, I pray, help me tonight to show this and illustrate this principle tonight. And I pray that men and women would understand that they may go through it. To, and yes, they may have issue. They may have to go through storms, but they can still have dominion, that they can still have victory, that they can still have peace and joy. And I pray, help us all to understand this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen and amen. Storm walkers tonight. Amen. Let's look at similar but not the same. The Bible tells us in Matthew 5, 45, 
that uh, the Bible says this, that you may be the sons of your father in heaven, for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Within the text, amen, that our main text, we begin to see two types of people, the wicked and the righteous. But I, what I want you to understand is that the wicked and the unjust excuse me, can have similar thing, the wicked and the justified can have similar things happen to them. In other words, we can have good happen to bad people and we can have bad things happen to good people in a sense. In other words, all people will go through storms. Do you understand what I'm saying? That everybody, it doesn't matter if you're born again or not, you will go through something. And too often, amen, we think because we are born again, we won't go through anything. We think because we are believers in Christ that we will not have issues, that we are not supposed to have things going on, that we are not supposed to, amen, go through things. But the Bible clearly shows us in what I just read to you in Matthew, that God reigns on the just and the unjust, amen, that God sends his son to shine on the evil and the good, amen. And so everything, uh, all these things can happen to anybody. All people will have to deal with issues and situations they rather not deal with. It doesn't matter if you're right with God or away from God. You will go through it too often. We begin to say things like this. I shouldn't be going through this. I'm a believer. But see, as believers, we are not above suffering. We are not above issue. So in this, we share with non-believers because the storms are not always spiritual specific. But they come instantly, don't they? They come without warning and they spring up seeking to destroy. The storm, amen, can be used by hell to break apart the armor of God. It wants to break down your marriage, amen, your mind and your heart. Hell is breaking down, amen, unbelievers as well. For the unbelievers, storm, storms of life are to hold in bondage and to keep them trapped. But here, is where the unbeliever and the believer differ. And I'm going to illustrate this through Acts chapter 16, verse 26. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself. Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. I want you to notice that when the shaking came, amen, when the shaking, when the earthquake came, that the, for the believers it meant freedom, but for the jailer it represented death. Think of that with me. That for the, for the believer, when they say, oh, we're free, God did a miracle. But for the jailer, the unbeliever, oh, no, I'm going to die. Because the prisoners had been loose, he understood that, wait a minute, if they go, the king is going to come after me. It's better that I die now rather than have to deal with him. See, <clears throat> That's when the circle, that's that circumstance happened for the believer and the unbeliever. It represented two different things. That's why a believer, when we go through a storm, that our outlook should be different from the world's. Can you say amen? 
Believers should look at storms as a place for God to show us not only him and to aid in our sanctification, amen, but in setting us apart from evil desires, sin, and the like thereof. When we look at storms, we should look at it as a revealing. We should look at it as, you know what, God is going to show his strength, amen, that though I am going through it and though I am weak, God, amen, through my weakness, his strength is made and seen, amen. And so for us as believers, we should look at storms a little bit differently. James 1 and 2 tells us, my brethren, here, this should be everybody's favorite scripture. You ready? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How many know we don't like that scripture? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and what? complete, lacking nothing. And so even in James, James is saying, listen, when you go through it, go through it with a smile. Amen. When you go through it, amen, thank God, have some joy about it because it's producing something. In other words, for the believer, when we go through storms, we should go, you know what? This storm is going to produce something that would not be produced had I not gone through it. How many know You don't know what it is to be patient until you have to be patient. You understand what I'm saying? You know, we pray, oh, God, give us. No, we don't. We don't pray for patience. God just kind of go, okay, I'm going to just give it to you because you're not praying for it. Because you know, the minute you go, God, give me patience that, wait a minute, something has to happen in order for me to learn patience. But here in James, he's saying, don't count it all joy, because that means God is trying to work something not only in you, but possibly out of you. I have come to see that all the things that I have been through in my life, all the storms that I have been through since I've been a believer, amen, were all towards sanctification, were all towards setting me apart, were all towards, amen, teaching me, amen, because I'm hard-headed. And how many know a lot of us are hard-headed and we only learn certain ways? That jailer in the book of Acts was going to kill himself because of a trial. While Paul and Silas were rejoicing in it and singing and worshiping. Do you see the difference between a believer and unbeliever? See, we will all go through something, but the distinct difference is who we are built upon. In other words, who we rest on. In Matthew 7, 24, the Bible says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he will be like the foolish man who built his house on what? The sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and it was a great fall. Do you see the difference here? It's the same storm. It's the same storm. They both had rain beating on the house. They both had wind, amen, beating on the house. The difference was who they rested upon. One rested upon the rock, which is representation of Christ. The other represented sand, represented the world. And he said, those who rest on the world, amen, those who do not listen to what I am saying, they will go through things and fall. But those who rest upon me, those who listen to my word, who are believers, amen, when they 
they are, amen, going through things, they will be solid, amen. They will not falter. Listen to me. The goal of any storm is not to necessarily make you falter. Now, I do believe that there are times when struggle breaks us down. But it's breaking us down to try to rebuild us. You know, if you're prideful, you need a good storm, right? (laughs) If you're a prideful person, you need a good storm to break all that down. But the beauty in in Christ is that, you know what, he's trying, amen, to break down or, or, or trying to get out of us certain things so that he can put in us the opposite. So if you're not pride, then you're humble. You have no pride in your your humble. And so he's trying to put something in us. But I want to make the distinction here that everybody will go through and non-believers and believers alike. But our difference, amen, is that we rest upon Christ when we go through it. See, the question is tonight, amen, when you go through a storm, do you freak out? Or do you rest upon Christ? Let's look at the outlook. Our text shows us what happens to those in Christ and those not in Christ when mishaps happen. For the wicked, the Bible says they are no more. The word wicked in the Hebrew means to do wrong or a person who has done wrong. The Bible is not speaking about people that has done a bad thing because the root word is to violate. So wicked wicked means those who have violated God's command and word, the unbeliever. It is those who, when they go through it, our text says, are no more. The word no more means no more. (laughs) I know you're expecting something big there. Like, Okay, what does that mean? It means nothing. It means no more. Amen. Or non-existent. Uh, Wasn't that the jailer that wanted to kill himself when the storm came? Wasn't it Saul the king when he found himself surrounded that he wanted to kill himself? In other words, for the unbeliever, there is no good that can come from a storm unless that storm points them to Christ. You still following me? Okay. Because a non-believer's life is built upon the wrong things. John 2 and 16, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but of this world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. This is the foundation of those who are ungodly, the world. And because of that, they will perish and not have life. But to contrast, Psalm 73, 17 says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely you set them apart in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation in a moment and they are utterly consumed with terrors but those in christ when we go through trial when the world when comes to our home amen and to our land to our lives we have a promise somebody shout amen because of what we are founded on where our foundation lies in christ and because of that storms for us is a process of growth and not elimination In other words, in our text, it says that the whirlwind passes and the wicked are no more. But those, but the whirlwind passes through us, amen, and we are still founded and strong because for us, it is a process of growth. And this is why I believe that we can be storm walkers. Can you say amen? Because in the storm, we can still have growth, amen. We can still be moving forward, even though we are going through it. 
See, a storm in your life doesn't mean you have to stop. A storm in your life means you have to learn. See, excuse me. In other words, we look to Jesus to show himself in the midst of the storm so that we can give him the glory so that all the world will know that he is God. If you remember in Luke chapter 8, verse 24, the Bible says this, and they came to him, Jesus, and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying one to another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water to, and they obey him. This is a picture for the believer, that we can see Jesus move mightily in a storm. Can you say amen? That though we may feel we are perishing, we have a firm foundation, amen, that we can run to in Jesus Christ that we are built upon. We may all go through it, but believers find purpose in storm. Believers see Jesus in storm. Believers are even strengthened by storm. The difference is who your foundation is. When we saw that video, you saw one guy, I mean, you you would have thought he was about to blow away. But the other two guys are walking. And then, you know, you can't even tell that there's wind there. You can't even tell that the hurricane is hitting the shoreline. Why? Because you're like, well, ain't no problem. You know, they just kept going. And I'm looking like that should be the believer. Can you say amen? When we go through it, it's not for us to falter and crawl into the fetal state and, and cry and cry and cry. But it's for us to get up and say, I'm founded on Jesus. And if I'm founded in Christ, I can have dominion and victory. Yeah, it sucks what I'm going through. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't feel great right now. But you know what? I'm a storm walker. In other words, it is not called for me to lay down and die in the midst of storm. It is called for me to get up and press onward for the upward call of Christ. See, church, you're called to be a storm walker. How many know, come on, let's be honest here. Too often we go through something, we, I mean, it's the end of the world, isn't it? Even though you just went through it last week. I mean, it's, it's the end of the world. And you're like, no, it's really bad this time. No, you don't understand. You know, I told my church, if, if one more person tells me that I don't understand, I'm going I'm to blow a gasket. I promise you. If one more person, you don't understand. I don't, oh, I just, oh, I'm just stupid. I just don't know nothing, huh? You don't understand. No, you don't understand. <clears throat> I'm going to go off. Because it's like... We, we think that our problem is the only, that's the, that's the only time and the first time it's ever happened. <laughs> I mean, our problem is the first one, the first case. You tell somebody your problem, like, oh, no, I've seen that before. No, you don't understand. You're, this is not the first time this has happened to someone. But see, in the midst of that, you, you, we, we're not to just crawl into a ball and begin to die. Can you say Amen. We got to realize who we are founded upon. We are founded upon Christ, upon the rock. And how many know the rock brings stability? Can you say amen? The rock, amen, brings assurance, amen, that you know what? Though the storms may come, though the whirlwind may pass by, but yet the the, the, the just, amen, the born again, the saved can say, you know what? We're still here, though. Is it no wonder that we read the book of Acts and look at everything they went through? 
Look at everything that happened to them. I mean, listen to me, folks. I, I don't understand it. I'm reading about Paul, and he's getting stoned and beat up, and he's like, oh, on to the next city. What? To the next city? I'm going home. You think I'm going to go through that again? You know how much stones hurt? I mean, you got to think, just just think about this this picture. Here is this man. He's out. He's out. It's not funny, but he's outside the city. They stone under there and leave. And he gets up like, whoo. All right. Okay. Let's go on to. How do you do that? How is it that Stephen, amen, as he's being stoned, as they're throwing the stones at him, that he's looking to heaven and saying, God, forgive them. How is that? Because of what he was founded on. That's how. See, tonight, church, if you're a believer, in a storm, you should be strengthened. Think about the text I just read to you in Luke 8. Why would Jesus want to kill himself? I was <laughs> the boom singing, we're going to die. And Jesus was like, so I, I want to die with you too. I'm supposed to die, but not here. <laughs> like, really? You think I don't? I know. I mean, I, I'm sorry, folks. When I read the Bible, it's like I just, I just read and go, but you saw Jesus do all these other things. You, you follow what I'm saying? Like, you, like he, he called you and, and said things about you. He called you and you followed him. You followed him on the boat. <laughs> and it's like, and now, wait a minute, we're going to die. But you didn't say that. But that's not how we are sometimes. You've seen God do miracles. You've seen God open doors. You have seen God do things. Amen. You have prayed and seen your prayers answered. And then all of a sudden we go through it. Now we don't want to pray. See, church, our difference is not, not necessarily what we go through. Our difference is what we rest on when we go through it. In looking at this video, there are two men that are in this, uh, three men, excuse me, that are in the same storm but completely different reactions. As I'm looking at these other two men, other, oh, the, not the anchor men, but the two men walking together, they're taking dominion in the storm. And I began to think about what we have in Christ. And like I said earlier, that we are storm walkers, meaning that in Jesus we can take dominion back and not sit and die, but get up and start walking. Can you say Amen. Matthew 14, 29. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got back in the boat, the winds ceased. I understand Peter saying, listen to me. But Jesus was showing Peter that there is no reason to be afraid of storms as long as Jesus is there in the midst. Isn't that why he was able to come out in the first place? Think of the story with me, church. Here he is. Jesus, uh, Jesus is out there. Amen. And Peter, they think it's a ghost. If you have heard the background, you know, back in those days, the fishermen thought, amen, when they saw the ghost of the water or whatever it was, that that means it was their time to die. So when you think about it, they're like, 
you know, you got to think winds are going everywhere. Waves are going everywhere. Jesus is disappearing, reappearing. And they're like, this is Jesus. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then Peter goes, I always wonder what made Peter say, I want to walk out there. I'm sorry, is it just me who thinks weird like that? Why would you want to walk out there? Like, what was the point? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, what? For what? You're in the boat. Is what? I want to come out there. For what? I don't know. Maybe because it's pride. Maybe he wanted, or maybe he just wanted to get close. I don't know. Anyway, but he goes, okay, if it's you in the midst of this storm, bid me to come out there. And she's like, come on. Come on out. I'm here. Come on. And can you imagine the first step? I just feeling the water on your feet, but you ain't going nowhere. You just like a, like a, I'm sorry, folks. My imagination started going. I'm just, I mean, like jello, you know, just, you just, but it's holding you up. He just, oh, shucks. Oh, there it is. Oh, and he's eye on Jesus. Think of this with me. He walks out of the boat because he sees Jesus. The storm is still there. The storm didn't start when he got out the boat. The storm was already whirling. The storm was already there. But because he saw Jesus, because Jesus said, come on, I'm with you. Come on, I got you. He was like, all right, I'm a storm walker. And it wasn't until amen, he began to look around. And then he felt the water. He said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, well. Hey, in the way he looked around and got away from Jesus that he began to sink. So I understand everybody wants to rag on him that he sank. But guess what? He went out there. Because there was a fraction of him, whatever that fraction was and however big that piece was said, as long as God is there, as long as God is in the midst, then you know what? This is possible. As long as God bids me to come, as long as God is still speaking, then you know what? I can still have dominion. Think about with it. As he's walking on water, he has dominion or stability in the midst of instability or instability, depending on where you're from. He can't control the winds. He can't control the waves. He can't control anything. But yet, he's stable. See, church, that's you and I. Can you say amen? And that's what we can hold on to, is that I can't control what he do. I can't control what she do. I can't control what life brings. But one thing is for sure, that in Christ I can be stable. Can you say amen? This is when we need to get up and run around the church. I mean, this is exciting, folks. Now, look, I'm not saying do that, you know, when pastor comes. <laughs> pastor Adam, like, what happened? Like, oh, well, I gave him the green light. I don't know. But, I mean, you got to think about this with me. That man that in the midst of everything going crazy, we can stand there and go, it's all right. At my job, you know, everybody knows I'm a pastor. It's funny, when you tell one, this is the weirdest thing to me. Because I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I don't automatically say, hey, I'm a pastor. Because people start treating you different. Right? I want to see you you, for what you really are. That way I can witness properly. (laughs) You know, they try to act all, oh, hey, brother. You know, no, that ain't you. I'm a a spy in a sense. Like, yeah, hey, how you doing? I see them, then I can able to talk to them because I've seen what they do. 
and they can't deny it. So, but I told one person, I mean, and it's spread people I don't even know. They're like, hey, are you going to do the prayer for the, I'm like, prayer for what? What are you talking about? We got a dinner and I heard you were a bishop. I mean, you know, they start changing. I heard you're a reverend and, you know, aren't you the apostle of I'm like, no. I'm, How do you answer that? Are you a reverend? I, no. Apostle? Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, folks. I, I get sidetracked. Um, but what was in, was interesting is that they all know. And so whenever something happens at the job, you know, everybody else is freaking out. Oh, gosh, it's over. Oh, gosh, it's coming. I'm like, well, we don't know that yet. And they stop and go, how do you stay so positive? Think of, look, we had a shooting. A drive, we had a drive-by, AK-47, dude comes out walking and sprays a whole courtyard. And they're like, oh, gosh, they shooting again. I'm like, well, at least nobody got killed. And they look at How do you find something good in everything? My foundation. I don't freak out. Because that's not what Christ does. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul never freaked out. Think about it. He got whooped and didn't freak out. I believe in 2 Corinthians 11, he, he runs a list of everything that has happened to him. And the one thing he said, he's been in the deep, which I'm still trying to, what does that mean? What deep are you talking about? I don't want to go there. Whatever that deep you were in, I, you, that's for you. I, you know, I've been betrayed by countrymen. I, you know, this happened. I've been beaten with rods and sticks and, and boots. And I mean, what ran over by cars? I'm like, uh, how do you? His foundation. He didn't freak out. He goes, you know what? My foundation keeps me firm. See, folks, don't freak out over everything. You know, it's funny. My, me and my wife, we've been married for 14 years. And I've, I've come to realize that as a woman, now, ladies, I can feel it. I can feel y'all already. <laughs> they were like, What? <laughs> trying to record me <laughs> send it to my wife trying to get me in trouble but I realized that ladies you are a little more emotional than men okay a little now we can debate on how much but if you ask me a lot maybe if we ask you a little um, but you know we'll have an issue we'll have a problem and she'll be like what are we going to do I don't know and then she starts talking she talks real fast like, I don't know what do you got? and I Hey, relax, relax. I know, I know. You always say that, but and I don't relax. I say, you know what? If God brought us this far, at some point, let go, man. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, easier said than done, right? But you know, whatever. We don't have the money to pay that. Well, guess when we're paying it? Then I don't know. What you want me to do? I'm saved and I can't rob banks no more. <laughs> I mean, what 
which, I mean, you understand what I'm saying is that, you know, oftentimes we have issues and struggles and we freak out and we forget that we serve the God of everything. The God of all power, amen. The God of all knowledge, amen. The God that sees everything. And we go, oh, gosh, God, you don't see, you don't understand. Storm walkers. Storm walkers don't freak out. We go, you know what? It's tough. Now, again, let me bring some balance here before I close, church. I'm not saying to be robots here, okay? And I understand that we have emotion and that we have, you know, come come on, we cry. Come on, somebody. You know, there's a tear that's shed every now and again, right? We'll say we get a little misty in the eye there. I understand that. I'm not saying not to do that. What I'm saying is don't let that be a five-year process because you're going through it. What I'm saying is don't let that be forever, amen, that you're only worried about the evils and the bad and the not-so-goods and whatever. And no, you're going to have to get up and stand on the foundation of Christ and say, God, if I believe your promises, then I believe your promises. My son and I, you know, your children here, they took the SOLs. And I have to be honest with you. I was nervous for my youngest. I said, man, this dude is going to fail every single one. Let me tell you why. It's not that I don't have confidence in my son, but when you start seeing progress reports and port report cards and teacher notes and how many of you use the class dojo? Y'all got that here? Did they use the class dojo? They don't use that here? Oh, that's interesting. The class dojo is, is basically like a texting system. So my, his teacher can text me from this big white board she has. And they have different, they can show the grades and she can text me like behavioral things and, you know, and points and, 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 you know, and there's this thing called red points. Those aren't good. And so I'm looking at red. That's, oh gosh. And then, you know, the progress reports. I'm like, is that an F or is that a jacked up A? What is, you know, and I'm like, oh gosh, this boy's going to fail every single SOL. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, Lord, he can't get held back because he's already, he can't. If he gets held back, it's over. It's, we're going to have to homeschool him. He's not going to survive it, right? So in the midst of me freaking out, he comes up to me. He says, Dad, I need you to pray for me, right? My sons always convict me, man, always. It's like the Holy Ghost uses them. He's like, Dad, pray for me. Because I know I'm taking this SOL and I'm just going to believe God for a great grade. Now here I am in the corner like he's going to fail. It's over. And here it is. This 10 year old has more faith than me. He says prayer will help me. God will come through for me. And I'm over here going, you're going to fail. It's over. You're going to die. It's done with. Just don't even take it. Whatever. We'll put you in another school. It doesn't even matter. And he's over here. God will be for me. <laughs> Ain't that so? And you know what I did? I prayed for him. In my doubt, I prayed. God bless him. Touch him, Lord. Help him. That boy brought home 450s and 500s, which in the SOL, the highest you can get is 600. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, wow. You got to buy you. So how did you do that? What I'm trying to show you is that here it is. This young boy says, well, I know my foundation. I know what it looks like. He knows his grades. 
But he said, I know, but you know what? I know who I serve, though. And how many know that should be our perspective? It's not ignorant of what's happening. It's not being ignorant of what's going on. It's not ignoring issues. It says, I know what's happening, but I know who I serve. So in the midst of the storm, I see the winds. Yes, I see the waves. Yes, I see the flooding. Yes, I'm feeling it up here. But I know who I serve. And so because of that, I won't freak out. Let me leave you with a story or two or three. (laughs) There was a point in our church where everybody was leaving. And I was like, okay, this is not what I signed up for. You are not supposed to leave. (laughs) You know, it was just like, (laughs) I'm sorry, it's funny now. Um, But it was just people, I mean, just Adam just leaving. I'm like, Lord, I mean, do I have to change? I mean, I can preach like Osteen for a little bit just to get them back in. I mean, what, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, you start thinking like that. Like, what am I doing? I mean, people just, well, I'm not coming here no more. Why not? I don't know. Like, what? You know, so anyway, I'm freaking out. You know, I'm like, man, what? And people keep, I'm, and my kid, what? I can't do this. I got to go. I'm not going to. You know, I'm freaking out. I'm questioning everything. Am I even called? Am I, am I even, was I even called? Did I mess up? Did I miss it? Did, was I called to be a janitor? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm messed up because of the storm. And here comes my wife, my beautiful wife. She, <laughs> so when I go through it, I'm going to be kind of, we're family, I'm be honest with you. When I go through it, I sit in a chair. It's a specific chair I sit in <laughs> in my house, and I just look at the wall. Tell me I know what I'm talking about. You just... And even though you look like nothing's happening, but in your mind, everything is happening. That's, that's, that's me. I just, kids just walk by. I don't even blink. I don't, you know, they hit me on the leg. I'm just. Mario's like, hey, what, what, like, what now? You know, <laughs> you know, and she's like, what's wrong with you? And, and, and I don't usually break down in front of my wife. I try to keep it together. But this, it was just tough, man. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Just, I broke down. I ain't gonna lie to you. I broke down. Whatever. You can call me whatever. Shut up. You can call me what you want. I don't care. I broke down. I broke down. And she looked at me and said, isn't it you that always tells me to relax? Right now. Right now I'm like, so now my tears drop. (laughs) Isn't you that always tells me relax? Isn't it you that tells me if God is for us, who can be? Isn't that you that always say that? Oh, yeah. But you don't understand, right? But you don't understand. I don't need to understand. Either he's for us or he's not. Listen to me. Either he's God or he's not. And I was able to get up from that and go, you know what, Lord? You are in complete control. Regardless of what you are in control, Lord. You know the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. You know it all. You know what's going to happen. You know what's not going to happen. And so, you know what, Lord, as long as I do what I need to do, as long as I follow you, then you know what? All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. 
Church, be a storm walker. Don't let storm kill you. Don't let it discourage you. But in the midst of storm, realize that God must be doing something. As a matter of fact, when things start to happen, I start getting excited. This breakdown, that happened. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, what's about to happen now? Because this is trying to stop something. There was a point in my church. I'll leave you with this story. There was a point in my church just recently. Everybody was going through it. The funny part is we didn't tell each other. It just started coming out. <laughs> you know, you just talk. You're like, hey, what happened to your car? I don't have it no more. You know, you just... I mean, neither are my car either. You know, so we're all like, I'm like, what is happening? Everybody here is going through something. And, you know, we're a smaller church, so, you know, it's noticeable. You know what I mean? We're a servant. Even me, I'm preaching. I'm like, God, y'all know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, you're like, God can... By your head, we got to go to the altar. I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're all going through it, man. All of us going, everybody going through And I said, I told him, I said, Carla, something about to blow up here. Something about to happen because there's no way. This is trying to stop us. This is trying to discourage us. This is trying to stop the move. This is trying to discourage us from moving. This is trying to put fear in us. This is trying to stop, uphold us instead of us walking forward. There's something happening here. And we weathered it, and all of a sudden, we listen to me, we didn't have an outreach, and all of a sudden, visitors coming. I mean, that was a good thing. I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. All of a sudden, people getting saved. All of a sudden now, people rising up for ministry. All of a sudden now, people talking differently. All of a sudden now, things are becoming healed again. And I'm like, God, I see it now that you know what? As long as your people understand that they will weather the storm through you, amen, they will weather the storm and learn. As long as we don't stop, can you say amen? As long as we don't give up, somebody shout amen. As long as we don't stop praying, as long as we don't stop believing, as long as we don't stop casting vision and believing, can you say amen? That you know what? We are storm walkers. So tonight, don't let that storm kill you. Don't let it kill your heart. Well, it's been going on for a while. Okay. Whoever told you that storms have time limits. Well, this has been happening for a long time. Okay. And? I believe it was Hurricane, was it the Hurricane Harvey? I believe it was that like stayed over Texas and stayed over Houston. You know, it was happening. This is moving. Yeah. You're going to have to weather it. It's not going anywhere right now. So tonight, church. If you don't hear anything else I say, if you don't remember anything else I say, remember this. Look at your storm. Your storm is all dependent upon your foundation. In other words, if your storm is heavy, your foundation better be great in Christ. But if you don't have a foundation in Christ, those storms are going to take you out. It doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is. If you're not in Christ, it will take you out. Isn't that what our text said? So tonight, 
let us make sure, if nothing else, that our foundations are firmly rooted in Christ, that our houses are built upon the rock so that when the world wind passes by, the wicked may be no more, but the righteous are still. Can you say amen? And let us be storm walkers. Amen. Let's bow our heads really quick. God bless you tonight. God bless you. Let us bow our heads. Amen. For a moment of time. Storm walkers tonight. It's not that you won't go through it. It's not that you won't have issue. That's that's not the case tonight. It's what are you built on when you go through it? Who do you trust in when you go through it? And that I'm not saying that you won't feel the effects of the storm, much like that video. They felt the effects. It just didn't affect them the way it affected other people. The anchorman and both the two gentlemen felt the storm. They felt that wind. They felt that rain. The difference is reaction. The difference was how it affected them. For one, it's blowing him around and he's looking for something to hold on to. For the others, they're just walking confidently. They're just walking as if nothing is happening. They're walking on a firm foundation. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people. Oh